Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Romans, chapter 13. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Here in Romans 13, we talk about submitting to the government. If you've been with us, give me your attention, in Romans chapters 1 through 8, Paul has established us in doctrine and our position as believers. The Bible says that we are justified, we are sanctified, we are glorified, even right now, and we will someday... When we're in the presence of the Lord, we'll be glorified in the presence of the Lord. And I can't wait. So we found out that all of this, sanctification, justification, election, glorification, all of these things came to us, was brought to us by the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. Which then resulted in Romans chapter 6-ish, we are freed from the penalty and the power of sin, and we are free to walk in the newness of life. So in light of all that we had learned in Romans chapters 1 through 6, 7, in light of all that we have learned, in light of what Christ has done for us, in light of who we are in Christ, how then are we to live? Which brought us to Romans chapter 12, which told us, are you listening, that we should present our bodies a living sacrifice holy and acceptable unto God, which is our reasonable service. And verse 2 goes on to say, And be not conformed to this world, but be ye what, saints? Transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you might prove what is that good and perfect and acceptable will of God. So how are we to live in light of what we know? Romans chapter 12 kind of took us to a transition from our position or doctrine to duty and practice. What are we to do with all this doctrinal information? Well, we need to walk it out. We need to flesh it out in our lives. And then Paul went on in chapter 12, are you listening? To encourage us that we're to use our gifts for the building up in the body of Christ. Now, if you were with us last week, As we closed in chapter 12, Paul talked to us about our actions and reactions, how we're to hate evil, how we're to cling to good, love each other, be fervent in spirit, rejoice in hope, keep praying and don't give up. The Bible encouraged us to be hospitable and not to repay evil for evil. Don't avenge yourself. All of these are actions and reactions and attitudes. And now listen, this morning, 
Paul shifts from talking about our place in the body to our place in society and how we are to live as Christians in the world. How is it that we as believers are to have a relationship with the government? As Christians, listen, we have a responsibility as it relates to our government. What should our relation be, our relationship be to the governing authorities? Is it ever right to break the law? Those are questions we're going to answer. If you've got a pen and you've got a pad, here's an outline. I've titled this sermon, Citizens and Saints. And here's an outline for you. We'll talk about, this is what we'll talk about today, the call. And we'll find that in verse 1, the call. First part of verse 1, actually. And then we'll talk about the basics in the last part of verse 1. We'll call it 1B. And then thirdly, we're going to talk about the resistance in verse 2. And then the foundation, you'll find that in verses 3 through 5. The foundation. And then finally, we'll talk about the illustration in verses 6 and 7. The call, the basics, the resistance, the foundation, and the illustration. Listen, you are going to be so glad you came to church today. Because we're going to be talking about all of our favorite subject. Ask me what it is. I'm glad some of y'all asked. <laughs> Taxes. Or maybe you won't be that happy you came to church today. Romans chapter 13, saints, we pick up in verse 1. If you're looking at it, say amen. amen. Let every soul or every person, everybody... Be subject to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by who saints? God. Therefore, whoever resists the authorities resists the ordinance of God, and those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. For rulers are not a terror to do to good works, but to evil. Do you want to be unafraid of authority? Well, then do what is good, and you will have the praise of the same. For he rulers, the government, is God's minister hmm, to you for good. But if you do evil, then be afraid, be very afraid. For he does not bear the sword in vain, for he is God's minister and avenger to execute wrath on him who practices evil. Therefore, you must be subject not only because of wrath, but also for what saints? For conscience sake. For because of this, you also pay taxes. I like to say it like that. (laughs) Pay taxes. For they are God's ministers attending continually to this very thing. Render in verse 7, therefore, to all their due, taxes to whom taxes are due, custom to whom customs, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. Stop right there. Give me your intent, attention. If you're a note taker or you write in your Bibles, you could write Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, which reads, Our citizenship, Philippians 3.20 tells us, Our citizenship 
is in heaven, from whence we look for the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We know, give me your attention, that our citizenship, that means our home, Christians, Christians, our home is in heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven. But we also have to understand that although our citizenship is in heaven right now, our citizenship is on the earth. And while we are on the earth, God says, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. Do you realize that that is a command and not a suggestion? Say amen. Amen. That's a command. We are to be subject to the governing authorities. And listen, it doesn't matter if you want to be or not. Every soul is to be subject to the boys in Washington. Every soul. In the Greek language, that means every soul. Every person, everybody. And I find it interesting, listen, that it doesn't say what kind of government. You know, when you read the Bible, it is good to see what it does not say. It does not say what kind of government we are to be subject to. It doesn't say, well, a democratic government we're to be subject to. Or a socialist or or even a communist or a totalitarian government. There is no distinction between good governments and bad governments. There are good governors and there are bad governors and there are actors who are governors. (laughs) There are good kings and there are bad kings. There's good presidents. There's bad presidents. There's good laws. There's bad laws. But the Bible says that we are to be subject to the governing laws. First Peter chapter two, verse 13 through 15 reads this. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man. For the Lord's sake, did you get it, saints? Whether to the king as supreme or to the governors, as to to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God. Well, you might be saying, give me your attention. You might be saying, Rodney, listen, that's easy for you to say. It may be easy for Paul to write because they lived under a different government back in those Bible days. They had a different government. So it was different for them, you say, Rodney. I tell you, you're right. It was very different for them. They did live under a different government. And the government that Paul was writing at the time, who was in authority, their government was worse than ours. Were you with me last week? Don't be shy. Wave at me. All right, good. We talked about the Roman government, remember? And we talked about the background that Paul is writing. It's the Roman government. And the Roman government, listen, was a very bad government. The Christians in the early church were at the time that Caesar Nero was ruling. The Christians were being forced, sought to be forced to worship Rome. And the Christians were told that they were to take a pinch of incense from the altar. And they had this big bust of Caesar Nero. 
And the Christians need to take a pinch of incense from the altar. And if they took a pinch, they were to take a pinch of incense and put it at the at the altar, the bust of Caesar Nero. And by taking and placing a pinch of incense, they were declaring that Caesar and Rome was God. And because the Christians refused, because they refused to worship another God, because the Christians understood that you should worship the Lord thy God and him only shall you serve. Somebody say amen. Amen. Isn't that right? Because they refused, they suffered under the throne of Rome. And millions were arrested. Millions of Christians were sold into slavery. Millions of Christians died a horrible death. Millions of Christians were fed to the lions and dipped in hot wax and cut in half. Get the Fox's Book of Martyrs and read it. These are your brothers and sisters who suffered. Are y'all getting that? We are brothers and sisters with those who went through these horrible, awful persecutions. Matthew, the book of martyrs fox's book of martyrs tells us that he was flayed the gospel of matthew the writer he was filleted alive and beheaded mark was drugged behind a chariot until he died luke the author of acts was crucified peter was crucified upside down but before he was crucified they brought his wife and they crucified her in front of him and then they wanted to crucify peter right side up And Peter refused. Peter said, hey, I'm not willing, I'm not worthy to be crucified right side up like my Lord. He insisted that they crucify him upside down. Paul later, we learn that Paul later was beheaded in Rome. So we have to understand that there was an intense amount of persecution going on in the church when Paul the Apostle writes to the church at Rome and tells them that they are to submit to every ordinance of the authorities, to submit to the government. And they were suffering. Their their, their government was worse. You know, we, we think we're suffering. In our country, oh, we're suffering for Jesus if people don't like us and they talk about us at the office. <laughs> or they, he's reading his Bible and you get a little bit of, you know, well, don't read your Bible. And, oh, well, I'm just suffering for Jesus. The microwave is broken. Oh, I'm suffering for the Lord. Their government was worse. And now Paul tells them and he tells us that we are to submit to every ordinance. We're submit to the authorities, to the government. Now, don't miss this. This is why, listen, we are to live in subjection to the governing authorities. Point number two, the basics. Look at verse one again, the last part of verse one, for there is no authority. You looking at it? For there is no authority except from God and the authority that exists present tense have been and are presently ordained or appointed by God. Listen, civil authority exists by the appointment of God. Psalm 62 verse 11. God has spoken once twice. I have heard this power belongs to the Lord. Authority exists 
because it is in place because God has it in place. God is in control. Don't you remember even Jesus recognized his civil authority is appointed by God? Don't you remember as Jesus, as he stood before the godless governor, Pontius Pilate, and Pilate said, don't you know that I have authority over you? And Jesus said, you could have no authority unless it was given to you by God. You see, we got to understand there is no one in power that God has not ordained or allowed to be in office. And even if, watch this, they are wicked and evil, God has allowed them to be in office office. Bible students, this one's for you. Matthew chapter 22. Jesus tells a parable about a king that invited people to a wedding and they made a bunch of excuses why they couldn't come and they refused to come. And then Jesus says something very interesting. Jesus said that king will send his armies and burn the city. Jesus said God was going to send his army To burn the city, Jesus was talking about a Roman general by the name of Titus Vespasian who came into Jerusalem in AD 70 and leveled the city of Jerusalem and took the temple down brick by brick. God used an evil man, a wicked man by the name of Titus to bring judgment upon his people. Oh, you know the story of King Nebuchadnezzar. He was a powerful potentate in the Babylonian Empire. And Jeremiah chapter 27 verse 6 reads this. And now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. And the beasts of the field I have also given him to serve. You see, God used King Nebuchadnezzar, listen, to judge Jerusalem. Jeremiah calls him the servant of Yahweh. And then don't you remember Romans chapter nine? We just read that God raised up Pharaoh, who was a wicked, evil king in Egypt to bring judgment upon God's people. The thing you got to get, saints, are you listening? There is no power that God has not ordained or allowed to be in office, whether they are wicked or whether they are good. It is God who is in control of all kingdoms. And listen, it just makes sense. Reason it out this way. If, in fact, we talk about God is a sovereign God, that word sovereign means that God does whatever he pleases because he is God. If God is a sovereign God and God is in control of all situations, then it reasons to logic that God is in control of every kingdom, whether they are wicked, evil or good. And by the way, someone once said and rightly said, oftentimes God will give a nation what they ask for. Oh, the U.S., we have such a horrible president. Oh, the, 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 the government is out of control. We've got such a horrible government. And, and look at all the wicked, evil things and all the sexual immorality that goes on in a governmental level. We talk about that. Well, listen, God will oftentimes give a nation, the, a king, a president that they ask for. No different in what's going on in the White House than what's going on at our house. In our communities, in our homes, in our culture. So God is in control 
of every kingdom, whether evil or good. Number two, the resistance. Look at verse two in your Bibles again, if you will. Verse two, therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. Listen, since governments have authority from God, we are bound to obey them. Now, is there ever a time in which we are not to obey the governing authorities? Is there ever a time where civil disobedience is called for? Listen, absolutely. When? Well, listen, very simple. If, in fact, a government gives a decree or makes a law that goes against the higher law of God, we are called to disobey it. If a government makes a law that goes against the law of God, we are called to disobey it. Take, for example, don't you remember Pharaoh gave a decree that every male baby should be killed and there were a couple of midwives who refused. Why? Because thou shalt not kill. Daniel chapter 3, a decree went out to worship the golden image and the three Hebrew boys, Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah, refused. Do you know who Hanani, Mishael, and Azariah are? That will be Shadrach, Meshach, and a bad Negro. Oh, that's a Bendigo. I'm my bad. I'm sorry. And they refused. Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 6. Listen, a legal decree was given that no prayer should be offered to any God. And Daniel said, nope. Not going to do it. Wouldn't be prudent. And he prayed. Acts chapter 4 and 5. A law was passed in Jerusalem that said you can't preach Jesus. And Peter and John, don't you know the story? Peter and John said, King, we don't know what to tell you, but we cannot help but speak the things which we have seen and heard. And they went out preaching again and they were arrested again. And they said, listen, we have warned you. And they said, we must obey God rather than man. The Bible never endorses civil disobedience unless it violates the law of God. When civil authority tells us, are you listening? When civil authority tells us Christians that we can't pray, then we should disobey. More than 10 people need to say amen. Amen. When civil authority tells us that we can't read our Bibles, you should disobey. When civil authority tells us that we need to deny Christ, we should disobey. When civil authority tells us that we must worship something other than God, then we need to take a stand. And right now, guys, I don't know about you, but I am tired of people. I'm tired of hearing how people talk about our country awful. And internationally, even so, I've been, you know, I've been to many, many countries and we don't have a good name among other countries. Did you know? And even in our own country, people, oh, I hate this country. Oh, the government's so bad. Oh, I can't believe they did this and I can't believe they did that. And we need to burn the flag. Look, let me just tell you straight. I am patriotic. I love the U.S. of A. Amen. Can I get a witness? I love the U. Let me tell you, I'm going to India 
November 1st through the 22nd of this year. Lots to do. I'll tell you more later. When I come back from India on the 22nd, which is Thanksgiving, by the way, I told my wife, honey, bring me a plate to the airport. (laughs) Just bring me a big old turkey leg. Because I'm not going to eat the whole time I'm in India. I don't want to get sick. Just bring me, just wheel in a plate. Just bring, drag it in like this here. I'll tell you something, though. When I get, when I come from various countries and I get back here, man, I'm so happy when that plane lands in the United States. I clap my hands. I'm praising the Lord, speaking in tongues. I'm, I'm having me a good time. I'm kissing the ground. I'm like, oh, mwah, oh, I, mwah, oh I, mwah, I love this country. I do. Because we live in a great country, irregardless of all of the problems that we have. We are a blessed nation. We have freedoms in this country that many don't have. We have the freedom to be involved in politics. We have the freedom that if we don't like something, we can vote, write letters, make phone calls, send emails to government officials. And can I encourage you? We have the freedom to pick it. You don't like something, you can pick it. There ain't nothing against the law in this country, in this country against picketing. But can I encourage you, before you pick it, pray. Can I encourage you, before you pick it, pray. Don't that sound like a t-shirt? Before you pick it, pray. Don't pick it, pray. Don't pick it, pray. Before you pick it, pray. You know, one pastor said this. He said, I'm tired of hearing Christians complaining about no prayer in school, no prayer in school. He said, as long as there are algebra tests, there will be prayer in school. (laughs) Then you know that's right. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccary.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light. Let me be a salt.